Hey, I'm Jesse. And I'm Cindy. We want to take a second before we jump into our first podcast and just share a little bit of who we are. Uh, we got married and met, well, we met and got married uh, in Hot Springs, Arkansas at yep. a Bible college. Yep. In 2010, we got married. So we've been married coming up on 11 years. Yep. In July, would be 11 years. Yep. We have three kids. Six, four, and... 18 months. And we are those uh, crazy parents who named all of our kids similarly. Yep. So we have Kaylin is our oldest, Caden our middle child, and Kenan is our youngest. Um, and getting their names straight sometimes is a lot of fun. It is. So. We live in Kansas City, Kansas. And. No. Well, Shawnee, Kansas. Yeah, I guess technically Kansas Shawnee. City, Kansas City regional area. Yeah. Um. And we have always had a heart for marriage. We've yeah. always had a desire to bless people in marriage. And when we first started uh, ministry, like I said, like she said, we met at Bible college. And so we were pursuing youth ministry and children's ministry and just general ministry together. Uh, and and we always had a heart for marriage. And, and as we started out, you know, we felt like we were too young and didn't have um, enough to say, which was not the best mindset. I think <laughs> Jeremiah said, you know, don't let them look down on you because you're young. Uh, and so maybe we should have started this thing a long time ago, but here we are 10 years in and we definitely feel like we've reached a place where we want to share what God's taught us. Yeah. We want to help other couples. Yeah. Um, we want to help couples that are just starting out or maybe you've been married for 30 years and, and you just want to make it better. Uh, and so the whole purpose of this podcast is going to be to give you guys biblical information um, on what marriage looks like and how to best serve your spouse. And and then hopefully some practical application as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we were big on not just having knowledge, but also something to do with that knowledge. So. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's what we got. Marriage and coffee will be released uh, twice a month at this point is our goal. Yep. Uh, and so we're releasing this first episode on March 1st, uh, 2021. And then you guys can start looking for it to come out every other Monday. Uh, we'll be releasing an episode. I'm not sure what time yet. We got to figure all that out. We're still learning. So bear with us as we launch these first couple of episodes and figure right. out what we're doing. But, uh, we definitely look forward to this thing growing. We're going to have uh, obviously, the podcast will create a Facebook page. Eventually, hopefully, we'll have a website, and um, and we'll grow together. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool, cool. So, send us your thoughts on Facebook and join us as we dive into Marriage and Coffee podcast. Marriage and Coffee. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the Marriage and Coffee Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Cindy. And we're excited to be here with you guys today. Our topic today is going to be keeping your marriage second. Keeping your marriage second. Uh, but first, coffee. This is the Marriage and Coffee Podcast. And so what we're going to do with each episode is we're going to take five minutes or so and talk about a coffee that we're drinking and what we like about it and whether we would or wouldn't recommend it. Uh, so if you have coffee ideas, don't hesitate to send those in and um, we will give them a try because marriage is something we love and coffee is something we love. So 
Let's get going on the coffee. What are we drinking today? We are drinking um, Black Rifle Coffee Company, um, and we are drinking their Murdered Out Roast, which is their darkest roast. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty delicious. Um, in fact, this is one we've been drinking for a while. This is not a first time tasting for us. Nope. In fact, I'm pretty sure we finished off the bag making this yep, brew, didn't we? We did. <laughs> so we're going to have to we get did. some more. Uh, highly recommended. It is, we do make our coffee most of the time with a French press. Yep. Uh, and so that's what we have here is kind of a strong brew with some delicious oils still in the coffee. Uh, Black Rifle Coffee describes the murdered out as being their extra dark Colombian uh, and smoky smooth. So I pretty much agree with that description. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a pretty accurate description. Like when I drink it, I definitely get like. It's extra dark, like I get that bold, like coffee, whatever. Bold. But then I also love, like, it really is smooth. Like, mm-hmm. there's such a smoothness to it. I think the smokiness for me is almost like, like, um, I don't know how to explain it, like maybe like a true smoked meat. Like, there's actually, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I can taste a smoke flavor yeah. on the coffee. Uh, I would say, as far as other flavors, I don't know what most people enjoy when it comes to their coffee some people just want the caffeine right. uh but i like i like to get some of those earthy tones so like coffee and leather and yeah sometimes your coffee tastes like dirt 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 coffee because you yep. use a lot of grounds i do like dirt coffee he makes this coffee called cowboy coffee and it's basically like drinking dirt every time you can take any coffee any brand <laughs> any ground you grind it up you put it in the water and you don't filter it and you don't drain it the grounds will sink to the bottom within about five minutes, and then you just drink the coffee off the top, and, and it is... It's basically like drinking dirt. It's dirt water. It is very dark, though. <laughs> so if you don't like dark, if you don't like strong, strong coffee, then don't drink cowboy coffee. But we haven't do, done cowboy coffee with the murdered out, though. I have. Oh, you have? I have. Oh. And it is... It is murder. <laughs> Actually, I did a cowboy coffee uh, with the murdered out, and... Um, I drank it without eating anything. And so, like, within an Ooh. hour, I was feeling pretty jittery. Oh, my gosh. Like, I need to get something on my stomach. Yeah, so. that's, yeah, that's not good. Anyway, so we would absolutely recommend this one. Black Rifle Coffee Company, Murdered Out. Um, you can get it online. You can get it online on their website, mm-hmm. which is, um, I think it was just Black Rifle Coffee. I don't know. I Googled it. Anyway, but you can get it on their website. It's, like, fifteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And they do all kinds of different like things. And, and some places carry like we have. Stuff. We're here in Kansas City, and there's a Shields here, and Shields carries yeah. their entire line. Yeah. Of black rifle coffee, and it's about the same price there. Yeah. Although we've seen it other places really expensive, so be careful if you go on like Amazon to order it, you're gonna pay like six dollars extra to order it through Amazon. Yeah. Uh, so it's I think better to order it either directly from them. Another thing, real quick, before we jump away from this topic, speaking of Black Rifle Coffee Company. Um, we'll taste several of their coffees on our show just because we like to support them. But they are uh, fully uh, military personnel or, or veterans. Um, veterans that that run their business and work for them. Uh, and a lot of what they do, a lot of the money they make goes back into helping uh, a lot of veterans or, or military or whatever. And, so, uh, and they're American companies, so supporting local um, and yeah. supporting supporting military. So anyway, great company, great coffee. It's good. What are we talking about today? Today's topic, like we said earlier, is uh, keeping your marriage second. 
uh, talking about prioritizing marriage. So, like, what does prioritizing marriage look like? But then our topic is keeping marriage second. Keeping marriage second. So, I guess in the priorities, marriage is absolutely second. It makes God first. So, I heard a, a thing one time uh, where they talked about if you were to take the top five priorities in your life, uh, obviously God would be number one, marriage would be second, uh, children and family being third, your church uh, or ministry being fourth, and then your job being fifth. And obviously there's a lot of other things you can prioritize, but I think that's a pretty good list. And I think that helps us kind of keep things in order. Um, Because if you don't have them in that order, if you don't put God first or you don't put your marriage second, then you're definitely going to struggle with both your relationship with the Lord or your marriage and, and or your marriage. Things get wonky when you get them out (laughs) out of order. So let's talk about God first. Yeah, so in Matthew uh, chapter 22, verse 37, it says, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And so that's just one of the many verses that you could probably find in the Bible that talk about keeping God first. Um, and so we we picked this one because um, we like it a lot. Like it talks about all of the different areas, like, you want to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, because we're a three-part being. And so, um, in all of that, like, we want to keep God first. Yeah, I think we had a professor in college who used to talk about the word all, and he would always repeat himself. What, is, <laughs> what does all mean? A-L-L, all. It means all. And, and he would just kind of reiterate that that all doesn't leave anything out. And so I think for us, this verse doesn't even use the word first, but if you're loving the Lord your God with all your heart, Mm -hmm. if you're loving the Lord your God with all your soul, you're loving the Lord your God with all your mind, then it doesn't leave room for God to be second because God is absolute first because he consumes it all. Uh, And then we didn't actually write this down. I'm kind of calling it audible, but Matthew 6, 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. And so I think that they tie together really well as if you love the Lord your God, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and you seek him first, then those other things like your marriage, your family, your job, ministry, so on and so forth, finances, uh, those things begin to line up as long as you keep God first and marriage second. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, I think a lot of times in marriage, like everybody is always like, oh, our spouse is number one, or our spouse is number one, and like... And, like, there's all this talk, like, when you start having kids, like, your spouse is number one before your kids and, you know, whatever. But, like, really, if you constantly say, like, your spouse is number one, then you're, like, leaving God behind. And, really, if you're if you're doing it that way, then, like, you're not having the most healthy marriage that you could have or you're not having the most healthy family that you could have because when we have God first and we seek God first, he helps us to be a better spouse to our, our, um, partner and help us, helps us to be a better, you know, parent to our kids and helps us to be all, all those other things. And when we constantly focus on, on marriage first, then it just doesn't put God as that priority. It puts each other as that priority and then things get wonky. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it's one of those things where it's actually hard um, to get the language right, because right. of course I want to say, yeah, my wife's number one. My wife is first. Right. And so I find myself saying, yeah, my wife is number one. Well, second to God, you know, right. or my wife right. is first. Well, you know, after Jesus, after, right. after my relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And so I, I think though that 
that while that's fine, I think it's more important. It's something that I actually need to work on is learning to to use the right language to say, no, my wife is second. Right. God is first. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring the idea of God being first as an afterthought. You know, my wife is first. Well, it's actually God. Well, is it? Right. If if I'm, you know, saying that my wife is first and my my mindset is to throw God in there as a safety net. Uh, and so I know that's something that I need to work on is just like even just saying the right things because what we say, I think a lot of times is just a clear reflection of, of how we think or feel. Mm-hmm. And so if we get in this habit of saying, man, my, my marriage is second, my wife is second, uh, because God is first, then that actually helps us to create that, yeah that lifestyle. Where God it is feels first. so wrong though, like saying that my marriage is second or my spouse is second. It like it, it <laughs> like there's this part of you that's like, that's not right. But really it is right. Our just, our culture has, has yeah. created this mindset that, you know, our spouse or our marriage or, you know, whatever is, is first. And really like, God is first. God is number one. God is supreme. He, and he should always have that title no matter what. And, and then our marriage is second. And so like even beginning to like practice saying like, you know, yeah, my husband's number two, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it at the beginning, like it feels wrong, but it, It it ultimately it's right. Well, I think that the idea that because culture says it should be first or, or, you know, it feels wrong, uh, like alone ought to stand out to us because obviously culture is not culture is not doing it right or marriages would last right you know exactly yeah i think the thing here is to choose the Mm anti-culture and say hey culture says your marriage should be first we're saying your marriage should be second right uh and so with that let's just move on uh marriage is second yeah so genesis 3 23 says, at last the man explained, exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why man, why man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Yeah. Um, some versions of the of that verse use the word cleave. Um, and That's the way I learned it. Yeah. Leave, leave and cleave. Leave and cleave. Um and I think I I think the reason why like part of the reason why I picked this version is because I think again in today's culture like the word cleave is like what is what is that you know right. like when I, I hear the word cleave I think of meat cleaver yeah, you know like and so that's why I had picked that version but in a lot of the other versions it says cleave and when you look up cleave in Hebrew it means to pursue with great energy and to cling to something zealously yeah and so like that doesn't leave any room for for looking at or following or pursuing anything else like your pursuit is you are now joined together as one and like that is your your pursuit Mm -hmm. and um and so I like I like the version where it says you know they're joined together and they're united into one and you know they they like they like they left the you know family or whatever and now they're one but but really looking at that root and like what that really means, like the word cleave, like yeah. it's more than just, oh, they left and now they're married. Now they're married. No, they, it genuinely is like the two, be- I mean, the scripture says two becoming one. I think of it as almost like, have you ever seen like 
um, I guess, what is it, like cell replication or whatever, where the two cells will like separate from one into two pieces. And I think I almost see it as like that playing backwards. Like if you look right. at cells under a microscope, then you see two. And as they like bump into each other, they like complete each other. Yeah. Uh, or like um, bubbles, like, like bubbles yeah. in water when they bump into yeah. each other and suddenly they form a bigger bubble. Yeah. Anyway, I do think that even from just a lifestyle perspective, if you if your mindset is that the two are becoming one, um, then everything you do affects your spouse. Right. Everything I do affects Cindy. Everything mm-hmm. Cindy does affects me. And so you begin to live a little differently if you realize that it's not really just about you anymore. Right. That it really is. Um, God is seeing us as one because we are united under him as one. Yeah. And so if he sees us as one and we and we think and act as one, then we're more successful. Right. So when we don't think and act as one, then 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 we're not. But but um <clears throat> I think on the idea of priority with marriage being second, this verse takes your family, which would when you before you're married, you know, your father and mother are your Right. They're your They're your family. Yeah, they're your family. They're everything as far as they were given the, the job to raise you. But right. when you leave your father and mother, then you're you're shifting priorities from hey, I'm a child or I'm a, a young adult and my priority is to my family first. Well now this is my family, this right. person. In fact, it's it's not fun to say and my parents might I might get a phone call for this comment, but <laughs> Parents are not even in the top five priorities. Right. <laughs> like when They're you, really not. Like, you know, and, and that's terrible in some ways, but in other ways, it's 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 not. That's the way God designed it. And yeah. so when you're talking about prioritizing your spouse, you're walking away from your mom and dad, who are the most valuable relationships that you should have as a child. Right. And obviously, I know in this world, we have all kinds of family pictures, and sometimes parents, father's not in the picture, or mother's not in the picture, or divorce or whatever but but the way that god set it up structurally mom and dad are the most valuable relationship you have and god is literally saying you're going to walk away from your most valuable relationship you're going to join as one person into this other relationship yeah and that makes them number two in your life right yeah yeah which i mean is so like hard like when you think about it as a young person like getting married like thinking about 10 years ago when we got married like there were so many aspects of like coming together and being one like our minds were two totally different people you yeah. know like even i mean even 10 years down the road like we're still two totally different people cuz that's the way that god made us but when you're first married like it's so hard because you're so different and so then you want to you're like okay he's so different or she's so different mm-hmm. so then you turn back to the thing that you're familiar with and right. you're like I, they're so different, you know, and mom, mom spaghetti, right? You know, yeah, like you get back into like you know, mom, I can't, dad, I, this is terrible. Like, what did I do? You know, but really, it's just a matter of it takes time to learn each other. Like, yeah. it, you're always going to be learning each other. You're always going to be growing. There's always going to be more more things, and so like, I think that sometimes looking at at these verses and like thinking about like being one can sometimes be so overwhelming because it feels like but we're so different Mm -hmm. but the reality is like that's 
why God put you together is because you are different and because you need each other. Mm -hmm. Because in the areas where, you know, I am weak, you are strong. And in the areas that you are weak, I am strong Mm -hmm. and we can teach each other. And it's that iron sharpens iron. Right. That's a constant, constant thing. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that, um, just with that idea of iron sharpening iron and getting to know each other and all of that, and then trying to keep that priority of number two in our minds right. of like, because I think when we're dating, you know, you have on these blinder goggles where like you only see your future spouse. Right. Uh, and so I think a lot of times God gets moved to second or third or fourth place in our lives inadvertently, especially during the dating season, because man, we're just so in love. Right. But then marriage comes along and people talk about losing that honeymoon phase or whatever mm-hmm. else. I think it's careful that we we need to be careful that we don't lose that honeymoon phase with God. Right. That as we pursue each other, that our pursuit of God is still stronger or that we're pursuing God together. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so talking about priorities and God is first and marriage is second, like what are some things that we can do? Like what is today's application of that? Like, what can we do? So I think for us, like, one of the things that we started doing about two years ago uh, was just making sure that we took time for each other. Right. So, so you know, just like your your daily routine needs to include time for God, that you take time to read your word, you take time to pray, you take time to seek Him. Right. I think it's important that your daily routine includes time for each other. And this isn't our idea. We actually had gone to a marriage conference where one of the speakers said, you know, you need to be spending 30 minutes a day with your spouse or an hour a day with your spouse. Right. Uh, And then they even went so far as to say so much time per day, so much time per week, so much time per month. And and I will say at our stage of life, we have three kids and... Six and under. Oh, three kids, (laughs) six and under. And uh, I have a contracting business that we're still working on at the moment. And you work full-time for the church. And so it's kind of hard for us to, to go, okay, well, once a... Once a day, we're going to spend this time. Once a week, we're going to have a date night. And once a month, we're going to have an overnight without the kids. And and not that those aren't impossible. Those are challenging to do, I think, depending right. on what season you're in. And so, um, But we have made it a point to spend time together. So so what we do is we have a couple of red uh, pleather chairs that sit in our room. And so every morning... Pleather. They're, they're, they're kind of... <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> that bird's just funny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I guess I could say red leather, but I, you know, I want to be honest. They can't see us. We have to be honest about where we are and what we're doing. <laughs> um, no, I think that um, we made a decision to meet each other. And so we started on our couch in the living room. We would get up in the morning and we would go out uh, there. We'd sit down on the couch and we would just talk. And then that kind of morphed into, let's put some chairs in our room. And let's try and get up even a little bit earlier. Always with coffee. Always with coffee. It has always had coffee. Um we put some chairs in our room and our goal, we get up at 5 a.m. I say goal because sometimes we're not very good at it. Uh, but our goal is to get up at 5, spend some time together in the chairs. You know, we get ready for our day and then we meet each other in our red chair. We have an appointment to meet each other. And for an hour, we're going to sit here. We're going to pursue God together. We're going to pray together. We're going to talk with each other. Uh, and that gives us opportunity to make sure that in the in a very real sense, we're putting each other second. We're not letting anything except for God come between us or, or become another priority. So right. We're not, we're not starting our day uh, with 
exercise or even though these are good things, you know, but we're not going to breakfast. We're not doing anything before we've spent time with each other. Right. Uh, or obviously, see, there I go again, spend time with each other and then include God. But yes, <laughs> we include God. Right. Um, I think I've heard a lot of people who are like, yeah, me and my husband, we go on a walk every day. And mm-hmm. like, it's just time that they... A, get healthy by walking, but then B, it's time together. They get to have a conversation. They get to, you know, enjoy each other. Um, I know people who are very consistent that whatever night is date night, you know, and it doesn't matter come hell or high water, you know, Thursday night is date night or, you know, whatever. Um, And so, you know, like, but I think that, you know, sometimes we get all caught up on, I don't know what to say or I don't know what to do or I don't know what to you know, whatever. And it's not about all of that. It's literally just about starting. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just, just, do something. just do something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to cost money. It doesn't have to, you know, whatever. Like, just do something. Well, I think when we first got married, um, not knowing what we know now, not even having red chairs or coffee or anything else, some of our date nights, because we were young and broke and right. <laughs> our date nights, we called them Walmart dates. And yep. it, was the, it was the best date. In fact, I think we need to do these again, but we would go to Walmart with, I think literally we've gone to Walmart five bucks. with $10 in hand, you know, yep. $5 per person and said, Hey, let's walk around the store. Let's look in every department that seems to interest us and let's talk. Let's have, let's see if the items in the store spark conversation, you know, whether it's a color of a shower curtain or a DVD that we haven't seen or DVD, there's an old, an old topic already for you. There you go. Uh, But that was, and so that became our date night and the $5 was we had the goal of, we had to spend that money on our spouse. And so somewhere along the walk. Uh, we would pick up something, whether I collect coffee cups. So usually Cindy ended up picking up a coffee cup or, you know, would there be, I mean, it'd be M&Ms. M&Ms, a pen, you know, it's silly stuff, but, but stuff that's valuable as far as like, Hey, we're having real conversation. We're getting to know each other and we're, we're purchasing this super cheap gift with the intent of, of blessing our spouse. And, and it was a cheap way to have a date and a great way to have conversation and really get to know each other. Uh, on a real level and so I think that that's the key is just find something you can do together and make sure that while you're doing it you have conversation which may be hard at first right I mean yeah if if you're not maybe you're not a talker or maybe you're not comfortable having long conversations with your spouse Um, and that could be any stage of marriage I know people that have been married 20-30 years Mm -hmm. they just don't talk yeah and and I would encourage you if that's a struggle for you then ask the Lord to help you but Find something to talk about, even if it starts off awkward, like, so, how was your day? <laughs> you know, right? I mean, but it will begin, it will begin to become natural. Yeah, I was going to say, the it. more you do it, the more, the more it's going to become natural, the more you're going to be able to think, have longer conversations and better conversations and, yeah. you know, all that different kind well, of I stuff. I think that for me leads us to our last point, which is pray together. Yeah. Uh, and I, I say that leads to our last point because I think that a lot of couples, most couples, in fact, would say that praying together is hard or yeah. it's uncomfortable or they don't know what to say or they don't know what to do. Uh, I think I think a lot of times people in general have a hard time praying because right. they just aren't sure what that's like. And um, I just want to encourage you that, that prayer, the simplest way for prayer is talking to the Father. You're just talking to God. Yeah. So make it a point to 
just tell God how your day's been. Yeah. <laughs> if you need help with something, ask for help. Philippians yeah. 4, 6 is my favorite verse, but it says, tell God what you need. Thank him for all that he's done. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. And so if you start your prayer, actually I said that backwards, thank him for what he's done, then tell him what you need. But you start your prayer. God, thank you for my spouse. Thank right. you for this day. Thank you for our time together. Thank you for our children. Thank you for our jobs. You know, just being grateful. Yeah. And then leading into, you know, thanks for my job, but I need some help with this coworker or, right. you know, I need or some... even like, you know, God, we don't know how to communicate to each other or we don't know how to have a conversation or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, again, God is your first priority. So if God is your first priority and your marriage is second and you're asking God to intervene in your marriage, like there's going to be fruit there eventually, yeah, you know, like it's, he's going to be faithful to come through yeah. and help you. Well, I think even if maybe, I mean, you and I are both class A personalities and very much talkers and I mean, that's yeah, why we're we, doing have, we, have, we have no problem. Talking we've never struggled with conversation. We've never struggled with prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that if you, if that is something you struggle in or, or whatever, then maybe you just sit down next to each other, take your spouse's hand and pray quietly. Right. Because what will eventually happen is as you're praying quietly, you'll think of something that you want to say out loud. Right. Uh, and don't hesitate to, to just lift your spouse up to pray for your spouse and pray that God blesses them. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just my, my heart on it all. Yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. That's all I got. Yeah. So, um, send us your coffee requests. Yep. Um, uh, marriage and coffee. Or just send us coffee. Or just send us coffee. We have a Facebook page. You guys can go check us out on Facebook at yep. marriage and coffee. Um, yeah. And we'll take your coffee requests. Yep. Remember this week to keep God first. And yep. put your marriage second. Yep. Spend some time with both of those people. Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray. Would you pray for us? All right. God, we thank you so much for uh, the opportunity to come together and talk about uh, priorities and keeping our marriage second and keeping you first. Lord, you are um, the most important. And so we um, come before you asking that you help us to put you first, that you help us to put our spouse second and everything else, God, we trust is going to fall in line. Lord, I pray that in the moments when it's hard, that you would um, come in and bring encouragement and joy and peace. God, I pray that um, anybody who may be listening to this podcast today that maybe even has doubts that any of this is actually helpful. God, I pray that you would just begin to to plant seed in their heart and that um, it would um, take root and grow and produce fruit. God, I thank you for all that you're going to do um, in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, uh, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us.